is the minute I learned about this technology um, to help people get off smoking, and I said, that's it. I'm, I'm committed to whatever it takes to bring this um, quit smoking laser therapy treatment to the mass market. And that, I already knew, that just, for me, changed everything. You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. So today we have Craig Nabbit join with us, and he's a CEO of Freedom Laser LLC and the inventor of the FDA-cleared iRestore hair growth system. He has dedicated his life to being a relentless entrepreneur and inventor. As of April 2003, Freedom Laser LLC has treated 10,000-plus smokers and is on a mission to free the world from nicotine addiction. Nabbit held the position as president for 16 years. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just want to understand your backstory, you know, like uh, as an entrepreneur growing up, um, what was it like? Like, what was it like hanging out with the other kids? Well, for me, um, when I was very young, I used to study TV commercials and watch how TV commercials were marketed. And the, I guess, even at a young, young age, thinking about the psychology of what would make someone want to buy So that fascinated me at a very young age. And I was like, wow, one day I want to bring a product to market because I kind of understood what it, what it took to um, motivate people to purchase. Mm, Gotcha. So at a very young age, you decided that uh, you were going to be an entrepreneur. I I think so. And you're talking about like neighborhood kids and things like that. Nobody else was thinking like, like me in that sense. I was like the crazy kid with um, all these zany ideas and everyone was like, okay, if you say so, Craig, Right. (laughs) I was just, I always knew I could bring an idea, um, come up with an idea and bring it to reality. And Mm. pretty pretty young. I see. That's awesome. Was there certain influences in your life uh, while growing up that that sort of uh, made you think that way? Well, as far as being entrepreneurial, um, my my father um, was the controller of a apartment management and construction company, worked his ass off, basically. And I Uh just remember hearing the story at a very young age of my father getting all of his um, close friends, my mother and father's close friends, to invest in an airplane hangar. And it's basically Mm -hmm. a garage for airplanes. And after they first got married... And he ended up losing tons of money and lost lost everybody's money getting into this venture. And I remember hearing that story and just got, I was like, wow, I'd like to be an entrepreneur. I think that's amazing that, you know, my father went out and tried that. And um, so he was pretty conservative at how he lived his life. Um, being an accountant, I said, no, I want to be an entrepreneur after I heard that story. Because um, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you go to bat, all you got to do is be right once. Mm. You know, right. Most people yeah. fail when they bring when they bring a product to market. Mm. Even, even the pros, um, you know, if they try ten to twenty times, they're lucky if they succeed one time. Mm. I see. When I'm talking about direct marketers, people that sell products on um, you know, television, market through um, you know, mass media, whether it's through the in- internet or television or radio. Mm. Gotcha. And how many times did you have to go at that in order to find the winner for you? At least 10. 10. And, and, wow. and sometimes we're talking, you know, for us, it took, um, you know, one venture and it could be a great idea. We thought it was going to be a home run. We could lose a half million dollars. And um, we invented a product that was a, a garment bag that you'd put two articles of clothing in 
and zip up mm -hmm. the garment bag. It was called Fresh Clothes. And we used ozone technology to basically kill the odors in clothing. Put about wow. half a million dollars into this venture. Um, shot a, a short form TV infomercial. Um, mm -hmm. Landed on television, purchased a bunch of inventory. You know, spent a long time research and development making the product as well as all the safety testing and put mm -hmm. it in SkyMall. At the time, it was like the premier mail order catalog company. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but they, I, I, I believe yeah. the catalog right now is defunct. They might still have a website, but it, it was mm -hmm. one of the greatest ways that you would um, get to the mass market because it was a catalog that was sold or given away free on the um, on airplanes. So mm -hmm. at the time, before everybody was watching their cell phones, uh, movies on their cell phones, people would read this magazine that was given away for free in the airline. So it was a great way to launch a product. And, wow, uh, I see. Th this was a complete flop. I thought it was a great <laughs> idea, but just to give you, really? so you don't know until you test market the product. And, um, you know, you could be a half mm -hmm. million dollars in um, just to coming up with the idea. And then you find out the minute you test it, it doesn't go. I couldn't Jeez. even give away that product to friends and family. They wouldn't take it out yeah. of the box because it's hard to change people's behavior. People are used to um, going to the dry cleaners to clean their clothes. And mm -hmm. it just takes a lot to educate the consumer about a new idea. Mm, gotcha. So, wow. I mean, with with these sort of failures, you never thought like, hey, um, I'm just going to take like a, a day job or, or something else like that. Like, I'm not going to risk another like you didn't mind to continue risking it never even even um after i graduated um college i ended up moving back in with my parents for about a year and started an import export um company with a very close friend of mine we were we we're brokering surplus goods and mm -hmm. um it was that was a difficult business too and i looked at my buddy um said, I think I want to go back to school to become a psychiatrist. And he's like, are you crazy? Why, why would you ever do that? You know, you're very entrepreneurial. And um, mm -hmm. then I said, well, I have this idea to make this find it key finder. It's probably about 22 years of age at the, at the time. And it was okay. um, one, one day I came home from uh, parting with my friends and I couldn't find my television remote control. So I ended up yeah. spending seven years, um, about a million dollars in the investment to create a product that would attach your, your keys. You'd clap three times. It would be back. And um, yeah. ended up selling that product on um, Home Shopping Network and QVC and created short form infomercials. Basically, I learned the school of hard knocks as far as bringing a product to market. So I never was thinking in terms of uh, a full time job. I did. I was in the mortgage business um, as far as to make a living doing this part time as I was launching my my invention. But um, no, I really never thought about um, doing anything else besides um, bringing products to market and being wow. entrepreneurial. I see. What do you think was a defining moment that allowed you to uh, go from um, losing to winning? Well, I ended up developing this uh, quit smoking laser clinic that helped me quit smoking. I was a pack and a half a day smoker. And what uh -huh. changed for me is the minute I learned about this technology, um, to help people get off smoking. And I said, that's it. I'm, I'm committed to whatever it takes to bring this um, quit smoking laser therapy treatment to the mass market. And that mm. I already knew that just for me changed everything. And wow. I said, no matter what it takes, I'm going to bring an FDA cleared um, quit smoking procedure to the mass market. So mm -hmm. 
Um, originally, when you contacted me, you, you were interested in the Irish store hair growth system story. Mm -hmm. And um, that was created out of necessity. We developed this FDA cleared um, wearable device uh, for hair growth because I was trying to keep my quit smoking laser business going. And mm. so the defining moment was um, knowing what I wanted to do. And I would tell any young person, figure out what you want to do as early mm. as possible and read every, every book. And right now it's not even about book, listen to every podcast, anybody who's actually done something that you are interested right. in and follow because success has, leaves many clues. So follow mm. other successful people, look for mentors, very important. Mm -hmm. um, trying to find a mentor that's mm -hmm. in your field that you want to go into. Because um, you can learn a lot and save a lot of time and money by learning from other people's failures. And if you, you mm -hmm. can find a mentor, I mean, um, some of the most important people in my business career ended up being mentors. And I, really? I had a mentor in my quit smoking yeah. business, I had a mentor in the hair business, I had a manufacturing um, a mentor in all different ages, because you can learn something from every, um, mm -hmm. everybody that you, you can't learn on your own. And if you learn on your own, you might fail so many times, you might want to quit. So to speed right. your um, pathway to success is learn from somebody else who's already done something similar to what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I see. And uh, how, what, what's your recommendation for going about getting these mentors? Like, how did you personally get a mentor? In these areas I, I'm, I'm 49 now I went overseas at the age of 25 and I went over mm. to um, a trade show and met with manufacturers I went to Hong Kong and um, mm -hmm. you got to do a lot of research and, and now yeah. it's even easier because the internet I mean um, we live with this is global now so we, we can find people within any industry pretty quick pretty quick um, LinkedIn mm. is an amazing resource so someone should pay for the pre premium membership on LinkedIn because you can get right mm -hmm. to the CEOs of company, companies. And you know you can offer to become an intern working for, the, for these companies. Mm. Um, right, so I, there you I, go. I, yeah. I, I'm fearless in the sense that I would always, and I did this even at a young age, reached out to the, the top people at a company um, uh -huh. you know, and, and tried to pick their brains or you know, ask, ask for advice. Or you can do the opposite like you're mm -hmm. doing you could reach out to people and say, hey, can I interview you for your blog? And that accelerates mm. your, your learning. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. just, so as far as if someone's going to lift weights, go for a hike, you should be listening to, on, on, you should be listening to people's blogs about what yeah. you're interested in. Mm. That's great advice. Yeah. And I can't recommend that enough. I mean, after college, mm -hmm. during the end, end of my college years, I probably read about 600 success books on um, motivational wow. speaking and entrepreneurs. And now it's so much easier because information is condensed because all of these, these podcasts. So you can learn very quickly from all different types of entrepreneurs, business leaders, um, just mm -hmm. because of their interviews that are out there. And they'll tell little sound bites of their, their secrets, their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So going back to your story, um, mm -hmm. you, you split off into uh, freedom, laser, the hair growth. Um, and how did that do? Like initially, did you get a lot of response? Well, so freedom laser therapy was the parent company and that started in 2003. And so we had 10,000 smokers come through a quit smoking uh, procedure. Mm -hmm. 
but um, I ended up learning from the one of my, my customers who was a big advertiser. We were a large advertiser on talk radio in Los Angeles, and we had ads mm-hmm. with Howard Stern and myself in uh, radio ads. What happened mm-hmm. was one of the top advertisers on this radio station owned a, quit, uh, owned a laser hair therapy clinic where he was charging $4,000 a year for people to come mm-hmm. in and sit under this large hair dryer device that stimulated hair growth. And this guy came into my clinic and sat across from me. I was a young guy, probably 32 at the time. He goes, kid, you're in the wrong business. You should be in the beauty business. It's kind of like a mafioso type character. Uh-huh. And um, he ended up becoming a mentor for me. I, I knew nothing that lasers actually stimulated hair growth. And, and to yeah. understand that lasers um, stimulate miniaturized and dormant hair follicles. They bring back the hair, uh, hair to life where it regrows it. When it re- grows back, it comes back thicker and stronger. So I started researching mm. um, how to get involved in this industry. And at the time, someone had um, gotten the FDA clearance for a hairbrush to stimulate um, hair growth. Yes. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of hokey in the sense that you had to hold the hairbrush over your head. So we made a helmet that stimulated hair growth. And it took mm. us about nine years to bring the product to market. And at the time, we were making electronic gadgets. It was long, long journey to bring the product to market. And we failed um, the first time we tried to get the FDA clearance. It lost mm-hmm. about $440,000 and had to postpone oh. the launch. I, I oh. launched the product and then had to take the product off the market and three years later come back and relaunch again. And, and now um, the iRestore hair growth system is um, the leader within the industry. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Wow. I mean, that's incredible how persistent you were with these products that you're launching, how you stuck to it. Um, yeah. Like how do you know when to stick with a product and when to let it go? It's a good, good question. One, you don't mm-hmm. fall in love with your baby. And, mm-hmm. um, for me, for me, um, I think in terms of what I want to be remembered for in life and, um, mm-hmm. I'm doing things that try to improve people's lives. So, and, and for me, quitting smoking, I was an addicted smoker, got me off smoking. For me, I had a hair transplant procedure before. All of a sudden, I learned about this technology that could stop the progression of hair loss and, and, and keep, keep your hair. So I was like, I'm going to stick with these two verticals because it's something mm-hmm. I believe in. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about this fresh clothes device. You know, it didn't change the world in any significant way, but mm-hmm. hair growth, and helping people get off smoke smoking it's you know it's kind of revolutionary so for me it's like i could never let go of either one of these concepts the minute i start so it's important to have passion um and believe in whatever you're you're doing you know money should not be your motivator it should be doing something that um it's important to you and from business standpoint you know you've got to make money otherwise it's considered a charity and um right usually usually those will fail so you got you got to be, mm-hmm. be profitable, and you got to understand the, the metrics to make a successful business. But yeah, for me, it was I really believed in every aspect of what I was doing, and that's why yeah, I never wanted to stop. That's incredible. Yeah, nine year journey. Wow. Um, so, with these products, um, what's your recommendation for for young entrepreneurs that are um, looking to create their own products? You know, nowadays follow their passion or start with product market fit? First, you got to figure out what's your niche, what's your unique selling proposition. 
and you, you got to study the internet and see if anything close to your product is already out there. And it's okay if you're a me too product, but where do you fit in? You know, are, are you going to be, you got, you got to study, are you going to be a high price product, a medium price product, a low price product, because you can come in with, and there's a, a successful um, product before you and you can undercut the, the market and, and turn out to be the market leader. Um, so you've, you've got to do a lot of research before you actually start spending money. Um, it's very, very important because if, if you don't study the market, you can get crushed the minute you get into it. You know, you might have not, you might, it might have been a bad idea to begin with. Like, um, I have mentors come to me all the time and I look at their invention. I'm like, you didn't do enough research. You know, I find that, I find that a lot. And then people fall in love with their invention. You know, you gotta, you gotta understand that it's, it's gotta be a business. You can't fall in love with the, the invention. You gotta say, okay, does this make sense in the marketplace? How big is your market? It's very, very important to understand that getting into it. You know, mm -hmm. so in the hair business, we're talking domestically and, and iRestore is a global product, but that's at least 80 million people in the United States are suffering from hair loss. And we're talking about um, 43 million for people that are smoking between uh, traditional cigarettes around 32 million, another 10 million are vaping. So these are big, big markets. Um, but you, right. you got to figure out where you fit in uh, mm -hmm. before you even move forward with the idea and how mm -hmm. to protect your idea. Right. You know, very important. Um, make sure you're not infringing on someone else's idea. Do a patent search um, up front. That's, that's very important. A patent isn't the end all be all. I mean, it, it's really not its first to market, but you want to make sure you're not infringing on someone's patent because you can do all this work, make a ton of money and then turn around and you end up getting sued because you infringed on someone's patent. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a sticky situation. Yeah. And most importantly, mm -hmm. do not make false claims. Do you mm -hmm. have to substantiate? You have to. So I'm in the medical home use medical device industry. You have to substantiate your claims. Um, and you have to follow, once you get the FDA clearance, you got to follow what the FDA has agreed that you, you can say about your product. So that's important. If it's not a medical device, you still, if you're going to make um, claims about your product, you still need to do some type of research study in order to be able to make the, make the claims you're making. Otherwise, in the end, you know, I, I know countless stories of companies that have made millions and millions of dollars and ended up having to give back um, the wow. money that they made from the Federal Trade Commission. You know, they, they basically went, went after him and said, sorry, you can't make those claims. You, de you defrauded the consumer. And um, they, there's, you know, there's multi-million dollar judgments that you know, end up having to be paid by um, overzealous marketers. I'm not saying they're intentionally mm -hmm. trying to uh, deceive the consumers. They're just, they're marketing too, a little too aggressively. Gotcha. You, just have to have, yeah. you have to have substantiation. So it's, it's very, very, very... Um, important not to make um, false claims. Mm, I see. Um, so you mentioned, Craig, uh, testing the mark, uh, testing your product out there, making sure that people are buying it. Um, it seems like you're utilizing a lot of different channels, right? Nowadays, it's all like Facebook, um, you know, this new age media. Um, mm -hmm. Like, what's your recommendation for using media to or do you use media? Like, what kind of media do you use to to test? products well i think first a way of testing a, a testing a product is through pr 
PR before anything, you know, because PR has okay. um, seven times more weight than traditional mm -hmm. advertising. So first you mm -hmm. send out a press release, you try to get a news story, and then you, you're, you're testing your product as far as um, price points. You know, Facebook is a great way of, of testing a product. It's very um, cost effective. Um, and you're not risking a lot of money. So for back in the day, we used to <clears throat> create a TV infomercial. You have to shoot the commercial. Um, nowadays, decent commercial, you shoot for around 30,000. 30, then you got to spend another 20,000 on television. So now you got 50,000 already in, and then you got to produce inventory as well because you got to ship within a short period of time if you're going to sell on television. It's very risky. So now I'm um, putting up a website and testing on Facebook. You can do it very inexpensively. Um, so I, I think Facebook is, is an amazing way to launch um, using influencers now. It, it's, it's so cost effective. Mm. I, I, I think, um, and, and there's websites that where you can do um, outreach to, to influencers to help promote your product. So I think that's um, vital as far as um, your marketing campaign. In our case, we used a lot of celebrity product placement. So we did um, celebrity gifting suites. That's a small part of, of getting your product out there. But nowadays, it's, it's influencers. And, and influencers, it doesn't have to be a Kim Kardashian. It's someone who's got a following of anywhere from 10,000 to 40,000 followers because they're really engaged with the, the people that are following them. And they believe in what they're saying. And it's a great way to um, generate sales and to test right. even to test market mm -hmm. now without spending a lot of money on traditional advertising if you got a bunch of influencers to, to start promoting your product it's a good way without spending a lot of money on uh, traditional advertising you know it could be the same thing mm -hmm. for someone's gonna open up a local restaurant like here in Los Angeles a, a, a young guy who used to work for me um, I think he's around 28 now and he promotes his um, restaurants through influencer marketing. And I literally can drive down um, Melrose Ave and I see literally a line of people wrapped around the building. I said, wow. how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And I said, what type of advertising goes? Influencer marketing. Mm. And that was from out of, you know, something locally, he, he used influencers. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow, yeah. Craig, so I'm traditional, curious. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm curious uh, on your journey, um, as an entrepreneur, what are some things that you learned about yourself? Maybe some strengths and weaknesses or things that um, um, kinks in the system that um, you, you try to strengthen up, try to get better? For me, organ being organized, because I'm entrepreneurial and I'm, I've always got these creative ideas, it's uh -huh. really important for someone like me to have a team. Um, mm. you know, Interesting. Um, there's a book I would recommend for any young entrepreneur is thinking real rich and you don't have to be the smartest person, but you have to be able to motivate people all around you. And, um, so in my case, you find, you know, a great engineer, a great, great social media person, great person to handle with fulfillment and make everyone work together. So even if I had, um, some, some flaws in, in, what I am as a businessman, I made sure I was working with the top people within um, every industry. Mm, gotcha. So, yeah. So, but Think and Grow Rich is an amazing book for any entrepreneur mm. to read. Um, Absolutely. Just un under understand how to make everybody work work together and get your 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 goal accomplished. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I can uh, vouch for that book. Very great book. Yeah. And How to um, Win Friends and Influence People is another good one by Dale Carnegie. Mm. I think just for any entrepreneur, those Classics. two books, um, they'll, they'll help you throughout your, your career. And it doesn't even matter what career you're in. Those two books will, will help you succeed. Absolutely. You got to believe and, you got to believe in, you yeah. got to believe in yourself. Um, in my case, I, I believe in infinite possibilities. So whatever I think I believe is, is feasible to achieve. Um, and you got to have confidence in yourself. And a lot of times, especially for an inventor, you might tell somebody your great idea and they're going to think, nope, that, 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 that doesn't seem like it's going to make it. Well, that's why there's so few entrepreneurs that succeed. And so few inventors who succeed because people don't take the, the risk. Um, inventing a product is not for the weak, the weak hearted. It, it's, a, it's a lot of struggling and um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. Right. It sounds very intense, yeah. But, um, but yeah. you can also, um, you don't have to be the actual inventor. You can be an innovator of something new. You know, someone could have basically done the, the groundwork and you come in and you make it better instead of starting from scratch. And that, that's something I'd recommend for an inventor. Try not to start something from, from absolute ground zero. You know, and you can find mm. um, products, mm -hmm. travel overseas, you can find products and um, bring them in the United States, get, get exclusive rights, and it'll save so much time. And then doing what I did, I tried to build um, you know, products from scratch. And um, mm. I would recommend, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, you, you can get rights to other products and still become a leader within your industry. Gotcha, yeah. So I'm kind of curious, uh, when you were younger and you didn't have that team around you to help you keep organized, what did that look like? Um, how were you able to like manage and start companies and, you know, be consistent and organized? It's a good question. I just was laser focused and no pun there because I'm in the laser business, but I just, once I, I decided I want to do something, no matter what occurred, I was going to continue on that every single day. And I remember being a young guy, um, I put motivational things. I remember Richard Branson, who's an amazing entrepreneur. I blew up his book cover and put it over my computer so I'd see it every day in order to stay, stay motivated. But I just became so focused on where I wanted to be. And when I think about in terms of this key finder product, I developed every single day of my life. I, I would talk about it, think about it. I probably sound like a broken record. So in order to be organized, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And every day I made sure that I was moving forward in some capacity towards that goal on a daily basis. There wasn't, you know, I, even though on the weekends, on a Sunday, there was no, there was no time that I ever shut it off. And I think that I think wow. most entrepreneurs yeah. are like that. They're constantly thinking. So what I lacked in organization, um, I made up for as far as mo motivation. You know, and like I said, I kept finding people to get towards toward closer to the, my goal. So if I didn't know how to do something, I made sure to hire somebody who could help me get there faster. Mm, gotcha. In hindsight, twenty twenty. I I could have, um, I could achieve a lot more in a shorter period of time than when I was younger because I, I I didn't know, and I kept reading books and, but mm -hmm. my my advice, and I'll, I'll reiterate on this: find mentors. It's very important. And, and people that have already become successful have no problem passing on their knowledge um, to a younger person. Mm. You know, it gives them, you know, in a sense, purpose. They're passing on what they've, they've learned. They can, they can help bring somebody else up. Mm, that's great. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craig, I'm curious, um, you know, as CEO of the company, uh, when you were operating a startup, uh, were you getting pulled left and right? You know, like, and now, like, what do you focus on now? What do you focus on day to day? Are you focusing on like the higher level stuff or are you really getting in the weaves of the business? I, how I basically, so, what, so my whole business concept is downsize, downsized right now. So I'm not dealing with a lot of people. I'm orchestrating and outsourcing every aspect of my business now. So I, I, I can never claim that I would be a great manager in a business. So everything mm-hmm. I think is high, high level, global, global thinking. Um, you know, our, my focus right now is because we've had this quit smoking um, treatment. I found a way because now I understand how to get an FDA clearance with a medical device is bringing a wearable device to the mass market. I have a, I have a patent on a, a wearable invention to stimulate acupuncture points to alleviate nicotine withdrawal symptoms. So right now we're currently mm-hmm. focused on outsourcing medical professionals to help us with um, animal studies pertaining to the device. We just um, completed our first um, study with 28 human subjects um, to help them um, decrease their des- desire for nicotine. And every um, person who had the active devices in our clinical study reduced their smoking. Wow. So, yeah. so our That's next incredible. step is to have a 120 to 210 subject uh, clinical study over about a mm-hmm. six month um, period, and then we're going to apply for FDA clearance. So um, that is, that, that's my focus right now. Um, you know, d- developing, we've already, you know, developed the retail packaging and the whole, mm-hmm. whole concept on how to deploy. We just need the FDA clearance. So that's really the focus right now is um, overseeing the clinical studies to bring this product to the mass market. Mm, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I just have one more question before we sure. end it off. Um, do you see something that most people don't see? And what is that for you? I don't know. I work off a different premise. Things that affect Mm -hmm. me that I think I can change. That's what I focus on. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you got to pay attention to things that basically things that even annoy you. I think a lot of inventions um, are come up with, oh, wow, that really bothers me. And that you think about, oh, how can you change that? So I think a lot of entrepreneurial people think like that. They, they find a problem and they say, I know how to fix that. So I don't know if I think, think differently. The only way I think I think differently than most people is I see things from end to where I'm at today. I don't think mm. from sitting in this chair, how am I going to get to the, there? I think about where I want to be and work the steps backwards. Almost like I see it in reverse. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm always thinking I'm already there in a sense. What do I have mm-hmm. to do to, to, to complete that, that path to, to getting there? So gotcha. I think that's a little different. So I, th- I that's how I think I see things as uh, an inventor in that way is, okay, I know how to fix that problem. Now how do, how do I get there? incredible thank you for sharing is there any closing thoughts that you have for people out there listening don't get discouraged um, by other people Mm -hmm. that not believing in in what you believe in Um, do your research Um, I said before believe in infinite possibilities if you think in your mind it is achievable uh, and a lot of people throughout my process you know I could say I've been in business about 25 years that have been like no Craig that's crazy 
that's, that's never going to work. What is your backup plan? I never had a backup plan. I always knew this is what wow. I wanted to do. Um, I kind of, um, I think Tony Robbins put it in his um, book, Unlimited Power, and he talked about um, burning your boats. There's, there was no turning around and going back. You know, I, I had to go on the, on the beach and conquer. So, so just believe in yourself. I, it, it's very important. And um, let's do a lot of research. If anyone wants to um, see what I'm up to right now, you can go to freedomquit.com, learn a little bit about the um, Freedom Quit Smoking Laser Device we're bringing to the mass market. And um, I think that's all I have as far, as far as my advice goes. If you didn't have time to take notes for this episode, get your full text summary, notes, and links along with all of the top tips from this episode at unstoppablebusiness.com slash podcast.